Welcome in, everybody. Cockhouse Sports, episode five. Tuning in from around the world. Did you know that we actually have a listener in Sweden, according to our analytics? Do we really? Yep. That's so funny. Through RSS.com. So shout out to them. Whoever you are in Sweden, thank you for following Cockhouse Sports. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Alrighty. We are one month into the NFL season. More importantly, the fantasy football season. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're concerned about some guys. We for sure are. Well, guess what? It's time to prove it or move it. These are guys that are in starting lineups across the league, um, underplaying their value uh, from where they're drafted, their fantasy point output, um, all sorts of uh, different nuances that go into an NFL season. So uh, we're going to say prove it or move it. First one, Kyle Pitts, Aiden. Prove it or move it. Mm-hmm. Through four weeks, only 22 fantasy points. I think that's one of the the, the tougher ones. Um, I think he was drafted in the third, fourth round, third round? Yeah, I think third round. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been seeing pe- people drafting him, yeah, end of second, early third. Um, it's tough because the talent's there. You, you've... You've seen how how much of a, a game changer he is once the ball is actually in his hands, but um, it's that quarterback that quarterback situation that's really messy, and the addition of Drake London. Um, so I'm pretty borderline. I think I would just say. Um, I think I would just say move it at this point. Um, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough because he's 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 a really good player. I really like Kyle. And Pitts. I'm sure there's somebody out there that's still high on him. Um. Yeah, and I think I think when I say move it, I think of it in the sense of like bench, bench, or trade. Yeah. Um, so if you if if I I don't have Kyle Pitts, but if if I did, um, I would either bench him or I would try and sell him um, for something. I think you can still get some value out of it. But who would you start, Kyle Pitts or Tyler Higby? I start Higby. Higby. Okay. Yeah, I think um, he's he's not a better player, but he's just. Uh, Stafford's only throwing a cup in Higby. Yeah. Tyler Pitts or Tyler Conklin? Tyler Pitts. Oh, Kyle Pitts. Sorry, two white names. <laughs> Got mixed up. Or Conklin? Yeah. Pitts or Conklin, who'd you start? Uh, Pitts. You would? Yeah, I think... Um, Pitts or Farmuth? Probably Muth. Oh, uh, the I, Muth is Luth. <laughs> oh, that's so hard. It's There's... sad that that's what it's come to. Third uh, tight end but, taking overall. But at overall. the same time, I don't know if I would trade for those guys. Yeah, but so currently, like I'd I'd love to look at Kyle Pitts. I would definitely um, buy low, sell low. Just kind of just throw some garbage offers and see if anyone bites on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really good talent, so it's worth the risk. But also, it's one of those risks that just does not feel good when he's getting you four points. Um, not even that. It was three point nine. Three three. You're kidding me. Yeah, three three. Yeah, biggish. Three. Yeah, game. So I mean, that's just that's rough. Uh, next guy, Allen Robinson, 23 fantasy points through four weeks. Just one better than Kyle Pitts. Do you prove it or move it? Oh, man, I say move it easily. I mean, honestly, I might, I'm benching him for sure, but if he has a week more of this, I might cut him. I don't even know if anybody would trade for Allen Robinson or want Allen Robinson on their team. Mm. It feels like you're just taking a waiver spot on your team. 
I think luckily though with Pitts and Allen Robinson is you can at least get some value because they just they just have those big names. They have big names, but Allen Robinson last year on the Bears was a dud. Right. At least Cal Pitts did decent last year. Mm. Allen Robinson was not good last year, and he's not doing good right now. I don't know if Matthew Stafford just doesn't see his sleeves that he's wearing, or mm. I don't know what's up. Like he's trying to hide his skin color. Yeah, he wears dark sleeves, long socks. He's trying to show that he's not black, but Matthew Stafford just won't throw to that guy. It's sad. It's Very tough. Sad. He's a good player. Um, but an interesting fact is, I also, guess he, yeah, I guess he is pretty. Um, I guess he was like whenever he plays a full season or whatever. I can't remember how it was worded, but he he doesn't really get much separation. I guess I will say. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. So it's like he gets a lot of just like red zone looks. Yeah, he's but not then a, just gets bodied. But then you have Cooper Cup who gets a lot of red zone looks. Yeah, but yeah. also gets free. So it's like it's just tough, especially when you're the two to uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. But I mean, man, he's yeah, no, he's no. I'm uh, definitely Bobby moving trees. it. No, not at all. He doesn't even. I mean, he blocks decently well on the run, but mm-hmm. no Bobby trees. Our next guy, Najee Harris, he was drafted sixth overall by David Zilmer. Um, and he is very, very bad so far for being a sixth-round overall pick. Um, would you prove it? Or would you would you even consider benching Najee Harris? Here's his points. 10 week one, 13 week two, 13 week three, 7.4 week four. Well... I definitely wouldn't bench him. Just my situation, at least, <laughs> with all yeah. my injuries and unproven players. Um, but I would. There's just a lot of movements. I would move him again. So you're just kind of stuck with Najee. Yeah, I think you're either you're stuck with starting him until you trade. So technically, he's a prove it. You think so? Yeah, because you're going to start him anyway, so you well, want I him think, to prove it. I think a move it is like trade, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I a good, would definitely yeah. be looking to trade. I would be looking to try and trade a, um, a big-name running back. So the thing with Najee is he's he's not an efficient running back. Um, how he got so high last year was like a lot of volume, a lot of receptions, and I think he had zero catches last game. Yeah. And he's not getting like premium workhorse amount of carries, which is just concerning. So that's why he's... And then he's just on a garbage offense. Yeah. And we also have uh, Kenny Pickett coming back, though, so you got to keep that in mind. That might change. Mm-hmm. Checkdowns, maybe. Check-downs. I mean, Kenny Pickett seems way more pro-ready than Mitch Trubisky is, which is funny to say, but when he's out there, he just looks way more comfortable. He gets the ball out way quicker than Mitch. He's willing to take shots. And what was he? He was like 9 for 10 for a while. Like, he was pretty... You know, he's, he, pick, he was, no, he's, uh, he didn't throw an incompletion. He threw a pick, though, didn't he? Oh, he threw three. Oh, did he throw three of them? Yeah, and he <laughs> threw, uh, what was it, nine completions, three picks. He was 12 for 12. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He, is, he did really well. Hmm. And two play, touchdowns, they played the Jets. Oh, okay, so a p- yeah. couple of them in a sauce gardener. They have an okay defense. Yeah, they have a pretty good defense. But, I mean, yeah. Quentin Nelson, or with Quentin Williams, he was all over the place. Hmm. I mean, yeah, so that could change Najee and the Pittsburgh George Pickens goat. Um, all righty, who's next? Yeah, I think Najee's like a poor man's like Derrick Henry. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Alabama backs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase Claypool, speaking of George Pickens. Oh, my um, gosh. Nine, six, seven, and then he put up a goose in week four. Chase Claypool. I don't think anybody's high on him. Nobody. I mean, that he's he's like a wide receiver three, four now on that team. 
it's kind of embarrassing and it's a bummer. Because Chase is uh, the Canadian Mapletron, as he called himself. But not doing hot. Uh, for me, I'm moving it for sure. Uh, I don't know, I think I'd, I would cut him. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. For real. Like, I think the only people that are keeping him are like the people who drafted him and have like nowhere else to go. But I, I think I'd rather risk waivers. Yeah. And then uh, having him either get zero or 30. Because yeah. that's the kind of guy he is. His rookie uh, year. It's a disappointing thing. His rookie year, he looked so good. Yeah. It's more like zero or 12. Right. <laughs> Especially, yeah, once again on offense where now they got, so they have Deontay Johnson, who's really good. Mm-hmm. And then they have Pickens emerging and Fryermuth. Yep. And, um, and Najee. So it's just like he's definitely the odd man out yeah. move. <laughs> he just doesn't have that it right now. And it's mm. it's a bummer. But, man, Peyton, I just got to say, I know you're listening. Nobody wants him. And it sucks, man. Like, he's uh, talented, it's a bummer. but... It's a bummer. But if you're trying to do trades, I'm just... That that guy's not part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Is that, would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah. That's... It sucks. It's a, it's maybe put on the bench and just it's, see a couple more weeks, but... It sucks. I'm glad I didn't get him. I was I was a little more high on him this during the trade... Or the, the draft season. Just yeah. because of... Just the change. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I thought he had too much talent just to like not swing for, but yeah, I'd, I'd move him from now for now, I guess. Yeah. That's um, tough. Well, yeah. uh, Brandon Ayuk, mm. uh, player four. I have You're him. personally. Yours truly, I should say. Um, <laughs> How do you feel about Brandon Ayuk? He's not doing terrible. He's not doing terrible. He's not doing great. 6 11 12 7 for Brandon Ayuk for, through four weeks. It's uh, not ideal. It gets you by. So what I'm telling myself yeah. is it's just been it's just been a really weird year for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. That's um, fair. Week one, their starting running back goes down in Eli Mitchell. Um, so that's tough. And then the game after, Trey Lance goes down. Was it the game after? I think yep. it was. It was yep. game, and there was just a lot of controversy with Trey Lance and Garoppolo. Like, Garoppolo not really practicing with the team, but, like, warming up with the facility. It was just really, really weird. Like, Garoppolo definitely didn't seem welcome. And now he's, like, expected just to jump in there and lead the team. Um, so, I I think... I, I don't know. I think I would I would still say prove it for Ayuk. I think uh, last year he looked really well with Garoppolo. Like, we know they have chemistry. And I think it's just going to take a little bit of time just to, to move into that. And I think Jeff Wilson being the running back, too, is actually really big because Debo is taking a lot of snaps out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So Ayuk is like, I think he's technically the one. He's getting a lot of catches. Just We just know Debo yeah. can just a little more magical with <laughs> the yeah. rack abilities. The only worry I have is, like, as you or see, this week he just wasn't in the game script as, uh, that much. I mean, four targets, four catches. He was only targeted four times. That's it's the Rams tough. D though. He had probably Jalen on him a lot of the time. I mean, they torched the Rams D though. I mean, the, but their game script—they are always a run-first team, mm-hmm. so that's just tough. But Brandon Ayuk still has a, quite a bit of promise. Yeah, so that's I'm for sure. I, and, yeah, and he's it. currently my flex right now, so it's not like I'm freaking out. Like, yeah. I think he's a fine flex play. Mm-hmm. If he was your wide receiver, like one or two, it might be a little more scary, but yep. not too worried about it at this point. All right, Mal, we'll move on to... This is for you. This is for me, Gabe Davis. Gabe Dave. 
Uh, did you know that Gabe Davis has five touchdowns in the last four games? <laughs> or last five games. Five touchdowns in five games. Did he? Yeah, because... Four and one? <laughs> yep, he had four in the last game of the season, last year in Buffalo. And he's had the first touchdown of the season this year. He kicked off the season. But Gabe Dave since then has been not so good. Dealing with turf toe, according to my sources in Aiden. I think um, it's turf toe. <laughs> Let's see, what does it say? Oh, wait, what does it say on there? Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, it's from Sunday. Say. It says ankle. Yeah, it says ankle. And uh, he's been banged up. And last, last week was a rainy game. None of the receivers on either team did really well. Stephon Diggs didn't do that good either. And a big shot to Jameson Crowder, who we'll touch on later in the segment. But uh, with Jameson Crowder being out for the year, there is an uptick uh, for Gabe Davis. And also Isaiah McKenzie got banged up as well. I can't remember. is a concussion, I'm pretty sure. So if McKenzie might be missing time, Gabe Davis, I'm not worried about, so I'm going to say prove it. Not just because he's on my team, but just because the opportunity that he's going to get now. And he's facing Pittsburgh with Minka going to be all over Stefan. So I'm uh, pretty high on Gabe Davis Mm. for right now. I'm not too worried about him because I know that he has four touchdown game potential. And he is that kind of vertical guy there besides Stefan. So I'm going to wait and see on him. I think he has a lot of potential. And it's Buffalo. And it's Josh Allen. So I'm not too worried about that. He's in your flex. He's in my flex. He's fine. Yeah. And uh, let's move on to our next segment. And... uh, this is kind of a segment for you, Aiden. And for Abby. other people, Abby. <laughs> Abby's one. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of people. And this is going to happen to somebody else here in the next couple weeks. Mm. It's tough to say, but these season-ending injuries happen, and when they happen to your best player, not your best player, but, you know, top three guy on your team, the guy you're really excited for, Javante Williams. ACL, MCL, his whole knee shattered. It's gone. <laughs> They're talking about if he will play next year. So, what to do when a star player gets hurt? Um, yeah, this was, yeah, I have Javante and I have Swift, so I'm in a very uh, tough position right now. And kind of what I, what I do is... Um, Always, always be looking at waivers. Always be playing, paying attention to injuries. Um, and then I think a draft is a big part too. So um, I think you have to always uh, just have have a have a a, uh, a good I think backup plan, but mm-hmm. not invest a lot of capital into that backup plan. Yeah, because um, you're not going to go into each draft thinking, okay, I got these guys. I mean, you didn't think Javante's an injury-prone player. No, he's, a, he's, a, he's not. No. And so you don't really, you don't, can't really prepare for that. Maybe when it's like, a, um, you know, Dalvin Cook, you usually want to get Madison along with that because mm-hmm. you just know. Same with David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, how Ben did it. So it's kind of tough when you have a reliable guy go down like that and you don't always have the backup. Would you trade for the backup or would you just kind of move on and try and uh, trade or hit the waivers, just hope you get lucky? Um, I think I'm. I think I like waivers more, honestly, just because I know more players are gonna get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so one one guy who's pretty high on my waiver ad right now is um, Rashad White for Tampa Bay. Yep. Just because he got a lot of he had a lot of drives where it was just him mm-hmm. uh, every down. Yeah. 
and we, we know also Leonard didn't run the ball. And we know Leonard Fournette gets hurt a good bit, and Rashad White's like a good receiving back. So I kind of I look I look at rookies more. Um, I'm really hoping uh, what I'm currently doing. I'm hoping that I had Al- Algier on my team for a while. I'm just kind of waiting, and his mm-hmm. carries have been going up, and he he looked pretty good this last game. So I'm probably gonna try and roll with Algier, which is. <laughs> not not ideal, but um, but not terrible. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely like, better I, than what's on the waivers right now. I think what a lot of people do too when your star gets hurt, you they uh, they panic. And it's what like, do they do? And they just trade. <sighs> they trade. They panic. They freak out. And I'm not. not I'm not quite that. ready for that yet. Um, I think Algier has a little bit of juice. Um, I have Brian Robinson on IR, and I mm-hmm. think when he comes back. It's just too soon. We're only we're only four games in. I'm two and two. It's not like I'm zero and four. Um, yep. That's a and I have Swift. I have Swift coming back in a couple weeks. So I think I think I still have a chance to make the playoffs. Oh, for um, sure. This is way too early. And yeah, and it's like we know we know that there's um, only two people out of the playoffs right now. Really? Well, who do you think? Well, yeah, I don't think I don't think uh, Nick Williams. Sorry. Ooh. But um, yeah, I think I think when a star gets hurt. You you don't want to invest too much trade capital in their backup. In my case, I do not like Melvin Gordon. Whew. I do not like Boone. Man, that guy needs to get Tim McGraw in his house so that he can tape a football to his hands like Tim McGraw did to his son in Friday Night Lights. I mean, Melvin Gordon has a fumble issue, and it is bad. Mm-hmm. Man, go Badgers. And as... So, yeah, I don't, I, don't invest, I don't want to invest a lot of capital in that. And it's like you look at Swift, so like... Mm-hmm. Um, so we know some people are like really high on uh, Jamal, and it's so, like Jamal's production is gonna g- just go down when Swift comes back. Yeah. Um, he'll still be valuable, but he won't be an RB one start. No. Um, the only scary thing about the whole Swift Jamal thing is, I mean, let's just get into that now. We'll talk about some injuries since we are like Swift uh, got hurt. What was it? A shoulder or was it ankle? I think it was shoulder. Shoulder, I'm pretty sure. I mean, or he had an ankle the first week yeah. and then his shoulder. But the only bummer thing with that is how good Jamal has done, mm-hmm. which is a testament to their O-line, which is, like, top three in the league, I'd say. Like, their O-line is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They can run the ball. Like, with whoever's back there, but Swift is a different guy, and he's definitely better than Jamal. But it just shows kind of, like, that uh, they might – I mean, we already saw week one of the season, Jamal got all the red zone stuff. That doesn't really bother me, though. No, it's not bad because Swift is so a C-Mac. He's, a, he's so efficient. He's, a, he's the black C-Mac. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he, he'll get those receptions out the backfield. If it was like Najee splitting carries or it's yeah. like someone like Derrick Henry, I'd be a little more yeah. concerned. And guess what? I traded him to you. That's right. Huh. Uh, just as Alex Jones would say, I'm slightly retarded. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's what makes fantasy fun. And uh, hopefully Sienna accepts my trade so that I can make this league even more fun. So, yeah. So, I guess in short, what I'll do when a star performer gets hurt is... I just look for really high upside rookie running backs. Like we don't, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't know. Oh, no, that's running rookie... backs, wide receivers as well. Yeah, we yeah. just we just don't know what they're gonna be. So I'd much rather mm-hmm. try out an Algier and a Brian Robinson than like uh, starting a JD McKissick where yeah. you know what he's gonna do. And you always know that one of these receivers will break out. It's every year it happens. One of these rookie receivers has a breakout year, and I mean it, and especially gets better as the season progresses. Mm-hmm. So just keep an eye on that when it comes to, like, hunting for them. Like, you want to kind of scoop some guys off that are on, like, uh, IR or on the 
bench. Like, you know, it's not a bad thing to look at. It's not a bad thing to look at. Yeah, so just don't don't get desperate. No, don't get desperate. Don't drop uh, rookies. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't drop rookies because you don't know. Right, you drop. Should, you don't know. Drop the old guys that. Yeah, drop the bums that are injury prone and that are, are like five-year, four-year guys that are just not really meeting expectations, kind of like Claypool, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, now for our last segment, we're going to go into king of the position. In this uh, segment, we're going to look at the top three in each position. But we're going to say, if are they going to stay? Who's creeping in? Who's going to get there into the top three by the end of the year? But, uh, I mean, for a lot of these positions, it's kind of set. But there's a lot of little sneaky, sneaky, potentially good players that are uh, kind of ranked in the 20s even that could pop into the top five, top three. All right, starting with the top three quarterbacks. Uh, In fantasy right now, we have number one, Lamar Jackson, currently owned by Jason Moore. We have Josh Allen, number two, currently owned by Peyton. And Jalen Hurts, number three, currently owned by Aiden. And um, number four and five, Patrick Mahomes, of course. And who would you think is number five? Off the top of my head? Yeah. Hmm. So we have... We have Lamar, Lamar Josh, Josh Jalen, Patrick. Patrick. Uh, is it Joe Burrow? Jared Goff. Is it Goff? It's Goff. Oh, wow. Kyler Murray, then Justin Herbert, and then Joe Burrow rounding out. And Geno Smith sneaking into the top 10, along with Carson that's Wentz. Not, two is still there, dude. Also. I don't think that's 10, though. Is that 10? I think he's 11. You're right. Sorry for the pause there. Dang We're it. counting. To adjust out of the top ten, but Carson Wentz and Geno Smith. Two is out for a game and a half, and it still has more points than Russell I know. That's a bummer. Um, But uh, it's pretty impressive, I'd say, for uh, Jared Goff to be top five. The only thing I worry about Jared Goff is that his schedule coming up is pretty tough. New England, which is number two in passing defense. I know, they're number two in fantasy defense. Are they? Or they were, no, number two in passing. I'm pretty sure they're shutting down receivers left and right. So that's a tough matchup. Uh, Dallas is pretty opportunistic. They're not bad. Micah Parsons and Javon Diggs have been doing really good for Dallas. They've been carrying that mm-hmm. team. I mean, they're, what, two and two, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Dallas is. Miami, that's a good, D. good defense. Green Bay, ex- good excellent defense. defense. Chicago, actually, good defense. Good defense. <laughs> and so Jared Goff has a rough Oh, slide. gosh, wait, keep going. Then Giants, which is nice. Then Buffalo, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Ooh. Minnesota, which is all right. Minnesota is their first break. Like Giants is, they're not bad either though. And um, oh, and the Jets are sneaky good. The so Jets are sneaky good. Carolina's good. Chicago again, and then Green Bay again. Rough. So they had their probably they had their nice few games. Philly was tough, definitely didn't do too bad. Washington easy. Minnesota is they're pretty. They can give, but they still only allowed 13. And Seattle, we saw that defense. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So Jared Goff has a really tough slate. The Lions have probably one of the toughest schedules in the league. But but he does have a lot of receivers. So Swift will be back from injury, which is big. Yep. Amon Raleigh back from injury, which is big. Yep, two weeks. Hawkinson's still there, which is big. <clears throat> yep. And Jamison Williams hopefully will be back. Yep, Jamison Williams will be back. and that'll Field be stretcher. Huge. Yeah, all big time. Jamison Williams is clutched because, yeah, he, when he comes in at just the right time, that offense is explosive. Um, do you see any of these guys? 
I'd I'd say the only guy Trevor Lawrence is a Tom Brady for sure. Those two guys I think will creep up into the top ten. I mean Tom Brady for sure. He cannot. He's well. We just saw in the news him and Giselle filed for divorce. Super sad. As bummer, but I mean that sucks. But Tom Brady's now going to be very pissed off and focus on football, or maybe not. I don't know. Tom Brady could slip. I mean, yeah, who knows? I don't know. That's a tough call. I think Trevor Trevor definitely could. Trevor, I think, creeps in the top ten. I and think I, Russell does as well. I was about to say Russell. He's looking uh, better. Kirk Cousins as well, too. I think he can creep up in there. There's a lot of guys. Team. So, I mean, right now... And even Rodgers. Like, Rodgers is... Yeah, that's a back-to-back MVP. So, I mean, but our top three, top four, those are... I don't think Kyler will make it. You don't think so? I don't think so. You think he's going to drop now a little bit? Yeah. I don't know. I've just never... It's tough. I'm not really high on Kyler. I don't know why. It's just that offense is just kind of a mess. It is a mess. But Kyler's Kyler. He's Mm -hmm. a video game out there when he's not playing video games. All right. Moving on to the running back room. I hate this. Here we go. Number one, Saquon Barkley. He was not drafted to be the number one projected so far uh, running back, but he is. Nick Chubb, number two. Also slept on. I was really high on Nick Chubb, and I don't know why I did not pick him. Number two, um, I already said that. Number three, Austin Eckler. After that huge game, which is funny because Austin Eckler was kind of a bummer there for quite Mm -hmm. some time for at least the first few weeks, just wasn't as involved. But Austin Eckler came in clutch in Houston with one reception touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Um, So no anybody that had worries about him can ease their mind. And Luke Williams... Luke Matthews. <laughs> Luke Matthews, uh, I'm, I don't even think he really realized that he was doing bad. And now he's doing good. And he yeah. has number two and number three on his team. Um, but he also has a uh, number like, he has Miles Sanders and James Robinson around at the top ten. Okay, so here we go. Luke Matthews, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, two and three on his team. He has who? Miles well, Sanders. Miles Sanders, which I guess that's nine. Nine. And Robinson, who's 11. On four... Oh, and he has Jamal Williams. Yeah, so he has four top ten running backs and one in the 11. Okay, guys, <laughs> this is, uh, that's, that's stupid. That's insane. And he's not going to trade with any one of us. Because he doesn't know. He, he, this is just his first year, so he doesn't. What a draft. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hats off. What a draft. <laughs> I mean, who could have thought? You have five. Running backs in the top 11. This will definitely change, though. It will change, but... Jamal won't be in the top 10. I don't know what he was watching, what he was listening to. Maybe it was just guts, maybe instinct. He's just natural. Miles Sanders, probably top 10. Miles Sanders is probably top 10. James Robinson could very well be top 10. Yep. James Robinson could. I mean, Clyde will not. Clyde, Clyde, yeah, he's dropping for sure. I mean, he's involved, but not much. And all that points right there is all touchdowns. But being super efficient. Who knows? He might keep it up. He has uh, half as many carries as Saquon. And only uh, a, pff, 11 points less than Saquon. That's insane. Another uh, Damian Pierce. He could slip in there to the top 10. He is a workhorse. Uh, we all know playoff Lenny. He will have big games. DeAndre Nixon will, Swift Nixon will be sure. top 10, I think. You think? I, I think don't so. think he'll be top 10. I think he I will. think he's blowing out his ACL. And I think Brees sure. Hall could honestly be close to up there. He could be. I say top 15 for Brees. Yeah. DeAndre Swift, top 10. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. He might 
he might come back. He he was rough for you, right, when you started? He was. The first few games, he was really yeah. rough, and then he just went off. James Conner was the same, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's week four. There's a lot of guys here. A lot of guys here that could pop off. Rex, Rex Burkhead. Burkhead. <laughs> oh, jinx. He is top ten quality. Uh, Zeke, Tony. I mean, yeah, there's a lot that can happen. So, I mean, the running back room in general is just such a such a crazy, crazy world. But it's not crazy if you're Luke Matthews because you have five of them. <laughs> Wide receivers. Number one, Cooper Cup just surpassing Stefan. Uh, Tyreek Hill at number three. Justin Jefferson, number four. Jalen Waddle, number five still. Marquise Brown, number six. And then Amon Ra, number seven. Devontae, 8, A.J. Brown, 9, Christian Kirk, 10. Hmm. And I have Cortland rounding it out at 11. Dang. <laughs> wow. It's a... Uh, I can't believe I had Cortland and A.J. That's a bummer. But, I mean, I'm not really surprised by that list right there. The only surprise is Amon Ra, but he's, yeah, he's got that dog in him. Mm-hmm. He will obviously get out of the top 10 by missing two more weeks. Jamar Chase might come in there. C.D. Landlock, after having a slow start, really picking it back up. Debo having himself a Debo night last night on Monday Night Football. Sheesh. Crystal Lovett, uh Curtis Samuel up there. Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, Garrett Wilson. I mean, they're these guys are in the almost about the 20 range. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not too surprised. Marquise Brown is a surprise. That's a little sleeper. Guy from the draft that really creeped up there. I mean, how many targets does he have? 45, which is second most to Cooper Cup, who's 54. Next, which we all love to see, tight ends. Uh, after, like, the top five, it's – or top six. After Everett, it's a uh, W7. It gets pretty, pretty rough. But Travis Kelsey, number one, no surprise. Mark Andrews, number two. No, no surprise. surprise. TJ Hawkinson. Not really surprised for me. Not not really surprised, but it just took one game for him to get up there. That's how bad tight ends are just in general for fantasy football. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, though, he could continue that. Absolutely. Zach Ertz. I think when D-Hop gets back, that's going to be a little drop. Mm-hmm. But Zach Ertz ain't bad. That's uh, Tyler Higby, little sleeper pick of the draft. And then Gerald Everett. <sighs> My big sleeper. I think I got him second to last round. Yeah, you did. <clears throat> Will Disley in the top 10. I think he is number 10. It looks like it. Yeah, he's literally only touchdowns. He has 12 targets, three touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's 12 targets, 12 receptions. He's perfect. Man. What's nuts is um, Darren Waller's at 12, and he has half as many tra- uh, points as Travis Kelsey. Oh, my goodness. That's like the drop-off. Yeah, that's insane. And Darren Waller was, uh, I think, taken fourth yeah. out of all the tight ends. Man, Kyle and, Pitts. Oof. And even the drop-off from one to uh, six. So from, uh, sorry, Kelsey to Everett, it looks like it's, yeah, 30 points still. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Can you believe this, though? Um Kyle Pitts has only two more points than Colby Parkinson, the backup tight end on Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel Bellinger, he only has four more points than him. Kylan Granson, he only has five more points than him. I mean, Mo Ali Cox is a better tight end on the year than Kyle Pitts. 
That's insane. Will Disley. I mean, just that alone. That's being yeah. better than Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts is hilarious. Who is still on the free agency? Or because nobody trusts him. So this really shows like how valuable tight yeah. ends are, and I think I need to probably take one. Maybe next year. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean maybe. As long as it's Kelsey or Andrews, like you're not gonna you're not gonna really mess up. But I no. think the rest is really. If you don't get one of the top guys, it's mm-hmm. it's good to hit waivers or wait. Yeah. You see these people are drafting Fryer Muth, and like, oh, what's his name from Schultz? It's like those are those yeah. are tough picks in those middle rounds when you could be drafting others. So tight ends are valuable. They are. So if you're gonna want one, you're gonna have to get go big mm-hmm. or go home because mm-hmm. after uh, four or five, we'll have a really good like feeling about another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, everybody, that is it for this episode. Uh, we thank you guys for joining in, and we look forward to this week of fantasy football. And please, please tell your friends, tell tell family, tell other people who are interested in fantasy football. We want to yeah. get some views up. We're just just two dudes in Bozeman, Montana, just having fun. But if this can get bigger, it would be sweet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're just doing this for fun. I mean, we could make a PayPal and put a link in the description, but we're not going to do that, you know? We're yeah. just doing this for you all. Yeah, just give and, us uh, a give us a five-star rating. Five-star rating, hit that like button, Spotify, follow us, it on. smash it, hit the notification bell, and uh, tune into next week mm-hmm. uh, because we have a little surprise game next week for the listeners. Ooh. Uh, tune in, and we will let you know. If you follow us on Twitter, Cockhouse Sports, we'll give a little sneak peek to the game. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great evening or a good morning, and Cockhouse!